0: The definition, of truth, the definition of truth is something that applies in any situation. Right? The reason why 2 plus 2 equals 4 is a fact is because it applies in any situation. There's no situation. There's no country. There's no time. There's no year. There's no uh, you know, week of, or month where 2 plus 2 does not equal 4. So that's why it's a fact, and that's what makes it a truth. Truth meaning something that will always apply. As opposed to a feeling, as opposed to an opinion, right? Those are all things which are not facts, meaning they're not truths. They're not truths. The word truth, the idea of truth, is something eternal, something that will last forever in any situation. And Yiddishkeit, of course, what? Sorry? Yiddishkeit, of course, is Tayras, Tayras Emes, Hashem Kechem Emes, right? Because Hashem lasts forever. Tahirah lasts forever. What does that mean, your lasts forever? It means, so on a global level, meaning that Tahirah was given 3,333 plus years ago, and it will always last forever. One of the principles of faith is, of Yiddish faith, of Jewish faith, is that there will never be a time where Tahirah mitzvahs will not apply. Meaning, obviously, when Tahirah itself gives... Uh, condition like it has to be done in the base of Mikdash or has to be done in Eretz Yisrael so obviously it only applies there but the the the, the mitzvot Hashem commands will never be able to be changed a navi can never come and, and say oh you know this mitzvah doesn't apply anymore etc right so that's what it means on a global level the Torah is truth what does it mean pra- on a personal level what does it mean the Torah is true it means that no matter what situation i find myself in in my life Torah is there as my life Torah is there as my guide mitzvahs are there for me, Hashem is there for me. That's what it means. And this is very important when somebody lives a lifestyle which is not apparently, so to speak, Jewish. Which means that if someone's sitting in shiva and learning, someone's sitting in Kaila and learning, someone's a shliach, someone's a rav, so a teacher. So his whole life is a life of tayrav. Of course, right? Of course, this yid operates. By Torah and mitzvahs, that's his whole life. But if you have a yid who is in business, a yid who's in business, which of course is, I would say, most people, most Yidin, most yidden are not. The percentage of yidden are not that most of them are rabbis and teachers and shluchim. Most Jewish people, most from yidden, are in the world of business. So when you're in the world of business, you're going to your office in Manhattan every day, or uh, you know, or or or. Even if it's in Crown Heights, but you're, you're dealing with other people who are not necessarily Jewish or not necessarily from, you're in a world that is not apparently a world of Torah. and that's where, um, unfortunately, it's easy to drop standards. We we recently learned the story of the Chassid Rashab with the with the rubbers that he went into business and he's and he lost his uh, he dropped his standards. And that's when the rabbi shop told him, uh, you know, I, I, I've seen a, he, a feet. Uh, I've seen feet in rubbers. I've never seen a head in rubbers. So we've discussed. So we've, we've discussed that story. We we uh, we all know the reality is that when someone is not surrounded in an environment of Torah, it's easier to drop the standards. And that's where we appreciate how Hashem is true. That's where we appreciate Torah are true. That Torah are eternal. They last in any situation. Meaning even in such a situation, a Jewish person, a firm yid who's in the business. He's in a world of Torah. He's in a world of doing mitzvahs. And every opportunity that he has, that he could find, to do a mitzvah, to to, to to spread a mitzvah, to spread the light of Torah in his place of work, is a tremendous, tremendous opportunity. Specifically, not the topic, but specifically in this time of year, the Rebbe spoke about many, many, many times about how people in business should um, should give their, their co-workers, their... their um, you know, their business uh, associates and contacts, Shmur Matzah. If you have, if you know Yiddin in your business who are not necessarily firm, we might not be having Shmur Matzah by their state there, even if they're going to have machine matzah, but we know the importance of Shmur Matzah to give to their uh, co-workers, their business associates, etc. Um, we do it on the streets, right, the tanks, etc. But the Rebbe spoke specifically about people in work, that to go to work, that they should look out for Jewish people in their businesses, right? So that's just one specific example to connect to this time of year that the Rebbe always encouraged. But the point is in general that when you're in a place of work, to appreciate the Torah is true means that you know that you're, you have constant opportunities in work, in your workplace, to spread Torah And today's Zayim says that, today's Zayim speaks to businessmen is written. It's written for businessmen. businessman. It says, mm-hmm. The Avoida, what Hashem expects, Hashem wants from someone who's in business, or from Yid, who's in business, is two main components, two main categories. Number one, himself. That whenever he has a spare moment, whenever he's sitting in the store, he's waiting for customers, he's waiting for uh, someone to call him back, what do you do in your free time? You don't, uh, you, know, you know, you don't, uh, Open, a, open a, you know, a website and start just browsing through things. Open up a sefer. Learn a Mishnah. The Rebbe gives an example. You learn a Mishnah. Learn a parak of Mishnah. a parak of Tanya. You should have a, something of Torah. Chumash Mishan Tanya that you should be Bucky Balpeh. We spoke that the IAMM speaks many times about learning Torah Balpeh and having something that ready by heart to repeat. And that you'll always be able to, a lot of times, in, especially in those days, business meant having to walk from store to store to sell your to sell your uh, business, to, uh, to uh, advertise, etc. Whenever, you, uh, you're, whenever you're walking the street, what are you going to do? You're going to be able to repeat words of Torah about past. So that's the first category of voidah of a businessman, is for himself. That he should always be full of Torah at every spare moment. And then step two is to spread that with someone else. That whenever you're talking to a fellow Yid, even within the context of business, you should always be able to sneak in Something spiritual, to sneak in a Dvar Torah, to sneak in a lesson that he could learn. What? So you're a rabbi? I thought you were a businessman. But that's the point. Torah is true. If Torah is real, if Hashem is real, then it doesn't matter what your official job is. If your official job is a rabbi, your official job is a businessman. If you really believe in Hashem, which of course you do, if you really believe in Torah mitzvahs and the eternity and the truth of Torah then it applies in any situations. So whether you're officially a rabbi or officially a businessman, that's what it means to be able, number one, again, for yourself, and number two, to be able to spread it for your, to someone else. You could all, I mean, most of you sitting right here, your parents are in business, you could all ask your parents, your fathers, your mothers, of, um, and, and I guarantee you that they will all have a story where on the middle of a meeting you suddenly realize the guy was Jewish, pulled out his tefillin, put, you know, you put, put tefillin on the guy. I personally have heard, I'm not going to call out, but uh, I personally heard stories from some of your fathers of their experiences like this in, uh, in business. Um, and it's so true. It's a mindset that we have to have that wherever we are, we are there as a Shem's messenger, as a Shem's shliach, as a Rebbe's shliach, to be able to spread another mitzvah, to be able to do another mitzvah, again, both for yourself and for someone else. I just want to finish off. Personally, this Aimeem is very special for, for me and my family. Today is my grandfather's yard site, um, which I, I'm actually going to ask if everyone could have a mind. Davening and learning today. Lilo nishmas rafal Nachum ben Yitzchak Isaac. I'll write the name on the board. My grandfather passed away 25 years ago. I was three years old, so I don't really remember him well. But uh, but from from everything I've heard about him, my, my grandfather was a businessman. Was he was involved in the world of business? Um, and this is exactly it's fascinating how the, his yard site, the Yem of his yard site, literally describes how he acted. He Um, He not just not just exactly uh, today to spread words of Torah amongst all his friends, amongst all his business uh, associates. But actually, he used his actual business to create things for Torah. And I'll just give one specific example. My grandfather worked in a furniture company. Um, He owned a furniture company. So, you know, obviously he had uh, resources of wood, of lumber. And he, um, and he actually built a lot of projects using the materials that he had that he had re- uh, that he had uh, availability. He actually built a lot of beautiful projects. For example, he built a mishkan, like a full-scale mishkan, to be able to see all the different parts of the mishkan, the beams and the sockets and the curtains. You know, we have a lot of model based on mikdash models. But, uh, but it's rare to find a Mishkan model. And the Mishkan was very different than the mikdash And he built one from scratch using all the measurements of the Torah because he saw that when he was teaching this part, he always used to learn with his children after they came in from school. Um, and we saw that when they were learning the parts of the, of the Mishkan, it's very hard and the kids didn't really get it and the schools didn't really spend a lot of time teaching it. So he decided to teach it to his kids. And of course, one way to understand is if you see it in real life, so he built one himself. And he built a model of Kei Rochel, He built uh, different things Again, using the actual materials and the actual uh, context of his business to elevate it to use it for Hashem. And again, of course, and also in what it says directly in the name, spreading the words of Torah amongst his, uh, amongst his friends. And, uh, and again, it's, it's about recognizing this truth that wherever we are, we are here as Hashem's messengers, as Hashem's agents to do what Hashem wants. Question to think about today for 35 seconds with the word Hashem is part of the answer. Fascinating question. Listen closely. How can I serve Hashem today by recess?